Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Welcome back, Grant and Danny on the fan. We'll be taking our first look at this weekend's games this hour. A couple of angles with which we want to break them down. There's a viral clip going around the internet, though, that I saw this morning, and I guess this made the rounds yesterday for the first time. It's a Wheel of Fortune clip. That's tough. And this poor guy solves the entire puzzle, quite literally every single letter, which... You help me a little bit here. I, I, I would be willing to bet, knowing nothing about your Wheel of Fortune viewing, you've watched it more than I have. Yeah, I would say that. You've I, probably seen it twice. Well, there was a time where it was a pretty regular routine thing that you'd watch Wheel of Fortune right in the Jeopardy. I do remember my parents watching it a lot when I was a kid. I'd be like in the kitchen making a bowl of ice cream to go back upstairs to get ready for you know, the Orioles. And from the pick. next room, you hear boom. Van is just turning the numbers. Or I'm the, running the letters, back upstairs rather. to my room to get ready yeah. to watch, you know, the, the birds that night and see Mike Messina on the hill and Scott Erickson putting his glove over his head or something. But uh, aren't you not supposed to keep guessing every letter until they're all solved and just read the words? Because you could go bankrupt at any moment. That's right? always the risk, right? If you're content with what you've spun, which he should have been, by the way, he had a million dollar. <laughs> little prize at, at stake. He hit a million yeah. dollar prize. Um, There's only a couple letters left, and he just keeps solving. Yeah, which so it, it's it's ballsy to do that. Like usually, if you know and you've got a little you know banked amount, you'd want to go ahead and solve that puzzle just to make sure that it's banked. So, to his credit, he's right. I'm wrong this time. He he doesn't get bankrupt. He hit right. the little one million. It worked out beautifully, and he solves the entire puzzle. He gets every single letter to the point where. There's nothing left to ask. There's nothing left to do. All he's got to do is read the phrase mythological hero Achilles. That's all he has to do. Just read the phrase. He's a college student from, I think, Indiana. Indiana. He's a college student in Indiana. Indiana. And it, it's right there. You're, this is now yeah. reading. I wouldn't even call it reading comprehension. It's just reading. Read the words. Mythological hero Achilles. But this is the full clip. 700. C. Yeah, there are two C's. Wow. Wow. Okay. Nice solve. Oh, well, that'd be a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> Mythological hero Achilles. 
Yeah, boy. I can't accept that. Okay. So, you can hear it in Pat's voice. Pause it. You can hear it in Pat's voice. So many things I love about this. Okay. So first of all, where where why are we going H-list there? How did we go H-list there? That's number one. Do you think he froze up and said something accidentally? Or do you think he thought that that said mythological hero H-list? Second one. Do you think on his fantasy team this year he was mad because one of his players tore his H-list? Like, has he just always thought the word was H-list? Not Achilles. Yeah, like, I've got a... I'm trying to remember what, what this word is that my, my, my buddy ins- has always insisted is one way that like is literally not that You're way. You're talking about me. One versus one. No, it's not even that. That's just that's a that's a King George thing and you guys, you know, didn't really have TV and stuff and you never heard it. But I'm talking about like this guy like a smart dude from the big city. I'm kidding you. But like he has a word that he like I wish I could remember the damn thing, but he he's, he never heard anyone else say it. So his whole life he just thought it was a thing. He thought it was this one way and everyone kept saying it around him. He's like this is a prank. Like everyone is in on this prank where you're all messing with me that this you're saying this word is this and it's not. And we're like, oh my, how else do we explain it to you? It's not. Like you could call anyone on this planet and I'll tell you the right way to say it. I think he just never knew. So I didn't realize though that in Wheel of Fortune, a mispronunciation means you don't get credit. Mm. If you solve the, the puzzle and then you read it badly, I kind of felt like you still solved the puzzle. But was that just so far off that that's an actual thing? You don't get credit. I, I think you've got to be with close. I think you've got to like, be like I pretty say close. Achilles. Someone else might say Achilles. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, is that's. It, what I think I think Achilles is accepted. I think you know. I don't think Achilles is though. Like a- like if, if he was French and he said Achille, which is how they pronounce it in French, right? And like there's there's I met a dude in France named Achille, which that's is now a business a- decision Achilles, yeah. for Sajak. Like okay, then, then the judges, the the guys who are like are telling him in his ear, we can't accept that. And that that's when Pat has to relay the bad news. But so what I love the most about this, and it's sad, I, I shouldn't, but so this guy says Achilles, and then Pat tells him after the buzzer, the worst sound in the world for this kid. He says, I can't accept that. Listen to the guy say, okay, immediately. <laughs> in the most like heartbroken, nervous, I just made a fool of myself on national TV way. Listen to him say, okay. okay. Nice solve. Oh, well, that'd be a good idea, yeah. <laughs> Mythological hero, Achilles. You can't accept that. Okay. <laughs> Show <laughs> yeah. Like, what a weird reaction to someone shattering your world. A million dollars just lost okay. through your fingertips. <laughs> right there. Boom. Gone. Is there a way I could have Al Michaels involved here with it with it? Here we go. Like is there something is there a way to splice that in? The okay pops me. But then okay. there was a beneficiary. Let's uh let's let it roll here to the uh, big winner. Mythological hero Achilles. Yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah. oh boy. Well Oh boy. Uh boy, when it comes to names, uh, so he ends up talking to this girl and the video, I think it went viral, obviously because of him saying Achilles. Okay. Sadly for him and losing out. That's tough. But his face while Pat is right next to him talking to this girl is so funny. He's kind of staring down at the ground. He looks like Ryan when Ryan was holding the thermos that wasn't a thermos screaming. It's a football. Remember when Ryan was just would rather have been anywhere else in the world? Yes. And he just kept yelling, it's a football between the two women that were in the studio. That's what that guy looked like. Th- that video, I I can't stop watching it. So I, I texted my buddy what the word was. 
How do you say A W R Y? A W R Y? Uh huh. Ari? That's how he always said it. So the word is awry. Like the the, oh, the situation okay. went awry. Well, I, I don't I don't know that I've seen that spelled precisely. It. Yeah, I've always I will always say the situation went awry. Yeah, of course, because you're a human being. That's yeah. that's heard the word that's lived in our society. Right. He had never heard it somehow, and we were at a group. We're at a big group, or in a big group, and he goes, "It went awry," and it, like Ari Gold. What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> right. what do you mean? That's and we went nuts. Word. That's exa- that's what that looked like to me. Was the was the I've seen this I've seen this word before. And this is how I go with it. This is how it always was for me. I never got corrected because it never came up. And he went ageless. How has that show been on for so long? It's by amazing, the way? isn't it? That is a is that thirty plus years? Probably it's got to be. It's got to be. It was on in the eighties when I was a kid. I'm sure it's fun for people yeah. every now and then. There, there's so there, many there are shows like that. that. Watch it every night though. That's like clockwork. Yeah. There's so many shows like that where game shows have come and gone. Right, but there are certain ones that just transcend and are comfort food and are background perfect, tune out, just enough brain power where you're sitting there trying to solve like a do a crossword puzzle kind of thing. You know, it's that same kind of energy where you're guessing along with people and there's no stakes if you you get it wrong because you're at home. It's that like perfect recipe, like that one Jeopardy, Price is Right, same kind of deal. They, those things will be on until you and I are cold in the ground. Poor kid. And, and poor Indiana. I mean, they're going to catch some shrapnel there. A student at Indiana. That's a, that's one of those, though, where I would be willing to bet that that guy is not always said that word wrong, a la your buddy with Arai. Ari. I would guess it was just a Freudian slip in the moment that will haunt him forever. It's just tough. But, yeah, I mean, when, when IU goes on the road now to play, like, you're going to see some safety school signs. Oh, definitely. <laughs> you're going to get some chance. You're going to, you know. HLS. 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 Yeah, like behind the free throw line or something. Definitely. Uh, all right, so we just had a caller call, and we were talking about Greg Roman and suggest Byron Leftwich as an OC. What do you think of Leftwich as a candidate? A D.C. area guy, played his college ball at Marshall, quarterback in the league who played well in Jacksonville at one point, was a backup in Pittsburgh. And if memory serves, actually, old Byron Leftwich came off the bench when Roethlisberger got hurt at FedEx Field and once, beat us, I think, and beat the Washington football team. That's a dude I'm rooting for. So I'll put that down first. If you'd asked me a year ago at this time, let's just say, you know, for the sake of argument, Byron Leftwich is available. Bring him to me now. Bring me that guy. I want that. That's the thing that I'm looking for. The Kellen Moore, right? The recent graduate, a guy that was tough as nails, gets players. Saw a bunch of different offenses, knows the game inside and out. Bring me that. That's the next great thing as an offensive coordinator. This year, I think for me personally, and I think for a lot of people, really lowered his stock and soured a lot of folks on the offensive mind. He needs to get kind of knocked back down a peg or two, sort of go through like the the prove it ground again, take control of an offense somewhere, and uh, achieve pretty well. Because this this was bad. Tampa Bay's defense, as the year went on, got worse and worse. But well, that was that group was good enough to compete most nights. So here's the big problem for him, though. If their numbers were the same as they actually played out over the last few years, and there was no Bruce Arians there and gone element to this, he would not be fired, probably. And if he were fired, I would say they, they jumped the gun. It was a little mm-hmm. too soon. And he would get a job really fast. The big problem for him was he was there under Bruce Arians. Yep for the years where they were really, really good. And Arians was the head coach and did a lot of designing and play calling and, and coaching on the sideline, and he was 
the mastermind, so to speak, of their offense. Leftwich was the OC and was his top lieutenant. You see this around the league sometimes with guys like Matt Nagy under an Andy Reid or now Eric Bieniemy under an Andy Reid. Sean McVay's coordinators, right? Some of whom have gotten jobs like a, a Zach Taylor in Cincy or Kevin O'Connell in Minnesota. But they're not calling the plays. Mm-hmm. Like how much of the Chiefs' success, how many times have we asked this question on offense? Does Bieniemy get or does Andy Reid get or does a Nagy get or a Doug Peterson get? It's hard to know when you're not in that room, when you're not on that headset during a game, right? Right. I think the the Bucks are a great example of Arians was there and it was really really good. Arians left and it went horrible. Bad bad bad. Maybe that's a coincidence. It honestly could be that Arians leaves and a lot of other things went awry. Like, like their offensive line got a lot less healthy. Went Ari, Bra- went Ari. Yeah, Brady got Brady finally got washed up. Mike Evans couldn't separate anymore. Jensen their center didn't play all year. Yeah, like, but- Maybe all those things happened. It just feels like, and again, it's not like I'm encyclopedically watching every Tampa Bay snap. Here's what we know. We know that when Leftwich was basically helping Arians, it was great. And when Arians wasn't there, it was really bad. That's the results. That's the production in a production business that we see. That is going to hurt him. It might just be terrible timing and bad luck. That's how it's going to be sold. And I don't think that's unfair. I don't think that's unreasonable. Like You had more on your plate this year offensively than ever before. Now, here's the the, the other argument that I don't get, though. Brady got a ton of the credit as being kind of like the coordinator, right? How many times did you hear that the last couple years? Oh, Tom Brady is is calling this and that, and look what Tom... This year it's bad, and now it's on Leftwich, and I don't like that. In other words, Brady deserves some of the blame now if he was getting the credit before and vice versa. If Leftwich was the genius or Arians was the genius before, then they deserve fault now, and I would say the same about Tom Brady. But here's why I just don't think it's a fit. I'm team Roman because I know that Rivera is trying to run the football, and I know Roman does that well. Byron Leftwich's bucks this year, we're not only bad at running the football, we're talking about historically bad. If you look at it, Tampa Bay, so one-dimensional and averaging in the mid-70s yards per game running the football. Fewest in the NFL this season. Second fewest all-time by a team that made the playoffs. And they made the playoffs largely because their division division was horrific. But you have to go back to the 2008 Cardinals to find the only other time that a team so bad at running the football, and I think that was the team with Fitzgerald and Kurt Warner that went to the Super Bowl, Made the playoffs before the Bucks. 3.4 yards per carry. The worst in the NFL. And I'm supposed to assume that Rivera's going to, to look at that film and watch their season and say, as a or or even forget Rivera. If they are gonna be running the ball as much as I think they're going to, I'm supposed to advocate for a guy who had the worst running offense in the league last year to come call plays when they're gonna run the ball fifty-five percent of the time on, on first and ten. Sorry about your luck. I'm not doing that. This is the way I always kind of view sports and and things. Sometimes I make mistakes because of this, but I've got kind of general rules that I apply. I understand if guys are missing. I understand if it's more difficult, right? I understand if, you know, your offense isn't going to be as good when you don't have your center. You're not going to be as good when you don't have this. You don't have that, right? I totally get taking a small step back. I can't have you be awful. 
And that's my my rule with anything and everything. When we, we talk about uh, whether it's the Capitals, the, the, the start they got off to this season, whether it was, what's been the Nationals over the years, I understand not being as good. That's very reasonable. I understand you're worse when you don't have fill-in-the-blank superstar. You're worse in this case when they were missing uh, their center. They were worse when they were offensive linemen went out of the lineup or Mike Evans maybe can't separate the same way. You can't be worse than the NFL at rushing the ball. You can't be down in the in terms of yards per play, down here in the dregs with us. You can't be in the same ballpark as the Steelers, the Commanders, the Colts. I just can't have that. So whether it's all his fault or not, right, it's probably not fair to assign all of the blame uh, to Byron Leftwich in this case. But the step back was so massive, GP. Like, if they were just middle of the road, then you go, hey, they took a step back, but... Here were all the different factors. And then you can kind of explain that away. That's why they weren't top 10 anymore. That's why they were 17th. That's why they were 18th. They're down at the their last in rushing. And in terms of yards per play, they're, I think they're tied for 26th or 27th. No. I mean, again, it's probably not fair to put it all on, on Byron Leftwich. Because I understand there are extending winning circumstances. But you can't be that low for me. And then have me say, I'll be the one to give you the second chance. Yeah, and this doesn't mean that he's never going to be on a fast track to being a head coach again. that's true, right. Being a really good OC again. But for the, how is this possibly what we're saying about Byron Leftwich a year after everyone loved him and he almost got the Jaguars head coaching job? What happened this year matters. Yeah. To, to your point, it wasn't like, oh, the team didn't perform. The team didn't do well. It was a massive drop-off at almost every offensive position where their production waned. And injuries were a part of that. They're going to be a part of it at his next stop and with his next gig as well. Um, so, yeah, I would just, I'd be leery about Leftwich this season. I, I think I'm going to make him earn it you know, for a year or two somewhere else, just proving I don't need Bruce Arians to be really, really good at this. The guy of the interviews that I like the most, and frankly, I, I know the least about, and maybe those two things are, are uh, feeding <laughs> yeah. out of the same meal, is Charles London, Me who's too. the quarterback's coach for the Falcons. I find him really impressive when I watch a lot of the interviews that he's done and some of how he talks about football. I also have talked to a bunch of people in the league who have worked around and know him and really, really think highly of him. But I, I like the idea of him needing an opportunity and the fact that he's coming from a run-dominant organization in Atlanta, where I think, and I've said this on the show, Arthur Smith is one of the two best in the NFL at marrying run-to-pass and play-action, and I think it's the most important thing that you can do in today's league. If you're going to be one of these teams that runs it as much as Washington does, which is not my favorite, what I care so much about is making sure that your pass plays and your run plays look the same. And that your play-action stuff all feeds together well so that nobody knows, okay, you're lined up like this, you you run it 78% of the time, Scott Turner. Okay, you're, you're in this look out of the gun, you, you, you throw it 92% of the time. I think if you've worked under Arthur Smith, you got a really good appreciation for making everything look similar, and that intrigues me about him. I like it. I mean, to me, this is this is almost like the backup quarterback situation, right, in general, where you go, I haven't seen this guy fail. I haven't seen this guy be the you know be the dude that you know I don't know that does a, a, a smash mouth run on fourth and two and then loses the football and you know we lose a game because of it or you know calls ten straight pass plays when the run was working whatever right we have we do this all the time when a guy's had a chance to give you a sample size of failure then you have a bias against him he hasn't yet so I'm like I'm still excited about Charles London because there's upside to me there's not there's no upside with Pat Shermer right that's okay it's fine I mean he'll, he'll call plays into the headset and they'll run them. It's not like, you know, you won't have an operation, but 
the fact that he hasn't had a chance to to do anything poor at this stage is the most intriguing for me. So, like, maybe there's some upside. Maybe you find the next gem. Grant and Danny on this Thursday, two days away from the start of the divisional round in the NFL playoffs. We'll turn our attention to the Elite Eight in the NFL next, right here on G&D on the fan. Grant and Danny welcoming you back on the fan. You can hit me up on Twitter at Grant H. Paulson. Danny is on Twitter as well at Funny Danny. I just checked my mentions for the first time today since oh. we started. I think a lot of people think that I really love running the ball. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Apparently you've never listened before and you're new here. Get comfortable. Enjoy yourself. It's a fun little show we do. Wait till the offseason. We have a lot of fun. Don't even talk about football. We just talk about Wacky things like movies and food. You're really going to enjoy it. Don't be mad at me, guy. I'm not the one who's Mr. Run the Ball. Your coaches are. They want to run the ball. I'm just saying if that's what you want to do, then you should hire someone who's good at running the ball. That's what I'm saying. If I ran the show, a lot of things would be different. A lot of things. What would be the most different? Everyone in charge. Would no longer be in charge. I see. That's as, a start. As yeah, a start. Beginning. That would be a little bit different. Just to get things moving. The entire philosophy would be a little bit different. I would, I would say I would I would have phone calls scheduled. In fact, no, I'd do one. I'd do one conference call. On that conference call would be Terry, Curtis, and Jahan. So you guys in shape? But are you really in shape? How in shape are you? Are you in the best shape of your life? Good. You're ready. For your 12 touches each per week. See you at training camp. Balance isn't about run pass. 50% runs, 50% stupid. Balance is about getting your playmakers a ball an equal amount of the time. That's my philosophy. I'm Grant Leach, okay? Two thumbs, me, Grant Leach. I'll talk to you about Kit Kats after a game if you want to. Happy to do it. Some wacky sideline reporter wants advice on her wedding. I'll give her that, too. Give it to her. But in the meantime, that's what balance is to me. I think the the disconnect is people still want to just discuss what they should be doing. I've moved past that. I've been trying to do that for three years. I'm now discussing what they are doing. Mm. The, the, The front runners for this job in year 2023 of our Lord are Pat Shermer and Ken Zampezi. Uh Uh-huh. Speed up. Get with me, people. <laughs> yeah, I will say you are ahead of you're ahead of Join everyone else. Me. You guys are walking yeah. through the airport like I walk. Like what makes you mad where you're looking down at your phone and mm-hmm. then your bag falls, you gotta pick it up. I'm on that little fast you're ramp. Like I left my charge cord back at the Panera. You, you know that little fast ramp? Yeah. I'm getting to the end of the fast ramp and turning around, and you're a hundred yards back at the Charlotte airport that has all these weird rocking chairs for some reason. Oh, I'm familiar with it. Well, how, how many rocking chairs does an airport need? I don't know how many they need, but they got a lot. They have they have the most. Let's go to Jeremy in Ashburn. Hey, Jeremy. Hey, guys. How's it going? Thanks for taking my call. Hey, buddy. You got it. Um, I'm all about synergy. I got a lot of nostalgia with this idea, but somebody mentioned Mark Brunel a couple days ago. There's a couple names of guys that, like, I just think would, you know, bring a lot to the table because they were former players and they, they would offer advice. Now, maybe like a Mark Schlereff. You know, he's got another gig going on on TV right now, but he's got the mindset for it. Uh, San Humphreys, old school, 
what's he doing these days? He actually, after he left the commander or the skins, he went and went to a Super Bowl with the, the Chargers. Um, maybe like a Joe Jacoby. Can we just tap into some of these old heads and so, see so, what they have to offer? Hang on. So what is your suggestion? That they should be coordinators or they should call them and ask for their advice? I'm, I'm I think, look, look the, the best deals I've made in life are deals that weren't um, for sale. So you approach some of these guys that aren't even up for it and say, hey, I thought about you. What do, Would you be willing to be a part of this moving forward? That's the beginning of synergy. You have to find guys that outside the box. Come on, Shermer, Zampezi, really? I mean, well, we agree on that last part. I mean, but but I look at you know the, the who's doing it the way I want to do it. Is Kyle Shanahan like a sixty-seven-year-old who played in a Super Bowl twenty-six years ago? No. Is Sean McVay who won last year's Super Bowl or Mike McDaniel in Miami who? Did he play at Yale? I guess possibly he did, or Harvard, or wherever the hell he went. Uh-huh. He doesn't look like he played, but may- maybe he did. I-, I guess you could look like anything and be a wide receiver at Harvard or Yale. You know, <laughs> what's the difference? But the, the notion that let's let's go talk to a hat-on-a-hat old-timer, that's one way to do it, and then there's nothing wrong with doing but, it like, that way. Or, or, that's what I not didn't what's get. working right now. Yeah, like, is, look at what's working. Is Brian Dayball that guy? Hell right, no. Right. But does it mean that, that should be your staff? If that's the case, then I, I would disagree with that. I mean, did Kyle Shanahan, when he's trying to get himself entrenched in San Francisco, go, I better see what Ronnie Lott, Michael Carter, and, you know, uh, I don't know, Charles Haley are up to so they could coach my different position groups? Do I, you know what I mean? Do I need to bring in Steve Young and Joe Montana to coach my quarterbacks? Those names are amazing. They're, they're super high achievers. All the guys he mentioned are great players. There's a difference between that and are you, you know, grinding away and coaching over the last couple of decades. That mean you don't have knowledge to impart. There's mentorship opportunities. There's here's how we did it. Here's how we trained. Here's how we prepared for certain games. Here's what to do when the whole crowd, 80,000 people on the road are yelling at you. I want that experience. So if you want to bring them in to talk, let's bring them in to talk. Let's, let's absolutely do that. But I don't necessarily need, I don't know, uh, I'm trying to think of a great player. Wilbur Marshall to coach the linebackers because he was great here. I would have an open door policy for former players that I deem you know, with something to offer, right? And all of the guys he named make that list, like Hall of Fame types or really, really good players and good dudes. Yeah, come into the building. Hang out with the players. Talk about what it used to be like. You know, let's create a familial, really nice uh, building of, of fellowship and camaraderie. Nick Sirianni who's the head coach of the one-seed Eagles, who didn't lose for a few months this year, was a wide receiver at Division Three Mount Union in Alliance, Ohio. That's where his career peaked. He ended up eventually uh, going and, and coaching at Mount Union as a defensive backs coach after playing, and 20 years later got to the NFL, basically. You know, 15, 16 years later. Now he's a 41-year-old who's been in the playoffs back-to-back years, and has a chance to go to a Super Bowl. Teams that are left, that are really, they're, they're not coached by the guy who's your dad's favorite player was, by and large. And that doesn't mean it can't work out that way, but that, that's not what I would be trying to do to relate to these 22 year old millionaires. Let's go to Daryl and Woodbridge. Hey, Daryl. Hey, man, how y'all doing today, man? What's up, buddy? Enjoying your show as always. You know a name that I think would be great is uh, David Shaw, who used to coach at Stanford. He was Jim Harbaugh's offensive coordinator 
He knows how to work with young quarterbacks, and he's a run-first coach. Like, Washington always does the same thing with the retreads. I understand that they're going to do what they're going to do. But it's like David Shaw is a name that should be mentioned because he fits everything that they want to do besides the fact that he's not 65. Well, maybe he is, but, but. Yeah, he's 50, but point taken. They're like, this guy's awful young for what we're trying to accomplish. When did he like, like get let go at Stanford? Was it last year or this year, just uh, now? He coached into 2022. Okay. He's no longer there. Uh, hasn't been there since, I guess, the end of the season. Uh, November 27th is there what I'm seeing. So I, I An would hour abs- after their last game of the season at 3-9, and nine, they blew him out. I investigate that. I mean, it, here, here's why. Here's my I would selling- love to talk to David Shaw. Here's my selling point on Shaw. Did you get a group that doesn't have as much talent as who you're going up against to compete against them at a pretty high level? Yes. Now I'm interested, right? Like you got more out of those guys than you would expect. Like they punched above their weight class. They're competing against better athletes at almost every position. I know they've had guys like Christian McCaffrey and company go through there. I'm not saying they're completely devoid of talent or whatever, but they played a way that they were not fun to play against. He was. They were always better than the sum of their parts. To be a good football coach, I'd be interested in that. I'd love to interview him. I'd be happy with that hire. I, I have a hard time believing he couldn't do better than an OC job here. Would he not want to be a college head coach again somewhere? Would he not want to take an offensive coordinating job where you're not moving your family cross country with a staff going into a, a put up or shut up final season? That that is the other part of this, right? Is I love ideas. That's a good one. Let's throw names against the wall, but they got to want to commit to the bit. That one I, I don't think works in terms of him accepting Washington. Let's go to Jerry in Southern Maryland. Hey, Jerry. What's going on, guys? Hey, bud. So the, you could call this a retread, and I'm sure this has been said before, but you know who I'd kill to see as offensive coordinator in D.C.? Jay Gruden. I mean, oh, that, boy. <laughs> yeah, it would never happen. He'd do it. Would be a good hire. Jay Gruden. A couple things right now. Obviously, I don't know where there's like a lawsuit or whatever's going on between Dan Snyder and his brother John. Is that's a real thing? Yeah. Right. So that is number one reason why he won't be here. Now, if they had a new owner, I guess the the door would be opened uh, on his way out. He had the weird video where he was like smoking a cigarette or or whatever that was that he was smoking. Yeah, I don't know what it was. Uh, but but uh, there's some baggage that goes along with Jay Gruden, obviously. That has got him out of the league. It's not based on merit. I mean, that guy knows how to coach offense, does a really good job. He's the type of guy that I think they're not 32 better play callers. They're not 32 better offensive designers in the in football right now than Jay Gruden. So, yeah, it would make for a lot of – I think a lot of teams would be a good hire. It just isn't a fit here. It, it wouldn't be. Yeah, there's here. too much baggage, too much, you know, especially with Dan – at the helm. I mean, it's a little bit better because Bruce is gone, but still, it's not something I don't think is reasonable or, or could happen. But if you're trying to get me to say something bad about Jay Gruden, the offensive mind, that's not where I'm at. I, I think he was just an okay head coach, but that's not a crime. A lot of guys are just okay at head coach, or even worse, he was fine. How about he was a good Hackett offensive mind. He's yeah. interviewing with the Jets, and I can't believe how much crap the Jets are getting for that. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that is so foolish and silly. People are, have you seen the reaction to that? I have, yeah. People are crushing the Jets for talking to Nathaniel Hackett. It's exactly who they should be talking to, by the way. 1,000%. Do you know how long the list is in the history of this league of unbelievably successful, really good coordinators who were not good NFL head coaches? It's a laundry list. It's it's longer than Cinderella's to-do list, bro. 
there there are dozens of guys I could rattle off the top of my head on that Norv Turner list, if we want to call it that, who were way better coordinators than head coaches. Hackett as an OC in Buffalo in, in 13-14 got a lot out of a little. Like Kyle Orton had a career year under him. He went to Jacksonville. They went to the AFC Championship game with freaking Blake Bortles, man. Then he went to Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers loved the guy and won two MVPs in a couple years. And and you're above Nathaniel Hackett because he had an embarrassing year in Denver? That's ridiculous to me. So he can't be a head coach because he was ill-prepared and terrible. Don't make him your head coach. Robert Sala is your head coach. Mm-hmm. Make him your coordinator. I'm with you on that. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's the it's the Josh McDaniels corollary, right? Where that guy's probably perfectly suited to be an OC. But when he's in charge of the whole operation, weird stuff happens. Sometimes it's Tim Tebow. Sometimes he just quits and, and doesn't do the job altogether. Sometimes he runs off and alienates a, a franchise quarterback. Who knows? But that guy's probably a great coordinator. Did you see the weird, and I don't know why it came out today. I'm sure it was from someone in McDaniel's camp, but the weird anecdote about why Josh McDaniels quit the Colts job after accepting it? I didn't see it today. No. I literally just saw this today. So just funny you brought him up. Supposedly, and I don't know who reported this or where this came from, but his the rumor is his wife basically made him turn down the job because she was so uh, weirded out, essentially, by Ursay during the process, just like in the interview and thinking like he was a wild card. And it's like the story goes that he was in the bathroom for a long time and just not talking to them at their house in the interview. And they're like, you're not going to work for this guy. That's that's the wacky story that came out yesterday. So Jim Ursay, <laughs> if that's not true, poor guy's catching shrapnel at this point. Let's say that it is true. I don't know, man. He accepted the job. People moved there. That's that's the part I can't, I'll never get over. People said, I'm going to Indianapolis, honey. They, like, moved their families there. Yes. And then he's like, you know what, on second thought. Like, if, if you're weirded out in the interview process, you, that's allowed. You can't just accept it. You could it. not accept it. You could not accept the job. And I don't know if I'm buying it, but I, I saw it today for the first time. I've never heard the story that his wife basically was that like. That is wild. We can't do this. <laughs> we, you I, can't I, go. You, you can't put your career in his hands. <laughs> Ursay, of course, DC legend, Jim Ursay. Jim Ursay. The only the owner who has come out and called Dan Snyder out and basically said, It'd be better if he sold. I don't know what you're going to do, but you got to get up out of here. You, you got to keep it. Not moving. up in here. Grant and Danny on the fan. Your double play is next. What's going on in our lives? Nothing to do with sports. Top of the hour in 15 minutes, we are going blitzing, as we always do. Ahead of our Beltway Blitz today at 4 o'clock, we are giving away a four-pack of passes to the DC Auto Show. Pretty cool opportunity to go see what is new in automobiles at the convention center downtown. Several days' worth of options for you to get out there. I think it goes for a week and a half or so. But you got to win your passes right here on Grant and Danny. And your next chance, your only chance today to do so, is at 4 o'clock. Time for our double play. What's going on in our lives? Nothing to do with sports. Just got an email from uh, my son's teacher. It's good. But the class that he's in had a project, kind of long-term, and they just passed the threshold. And once they pass the threshold, they don't know this yet. Now, they're not listening right now. They're in school. But once they pass that threshold, they get a pizza party. Love it. I'm... And all that's that was the, the end of the news. She's like, so they can, you know, do whatever they want tomorrow. Don't worry about lunch because we'll have to take care of it. It's a pizza party, et cetera, et cetera. Do you remember being a child in school and not knowing it was coming 
and then fun. Like if you knew the pizza party was coming, it was cool. It was cool. It was fun. It was going to be neat, right? That, that, that's awesome. Friday's the pizza party. Pizza party. Okay. When you got surprised with a pizza party, that was like Independence Day. I mean that that was Christmas. That was Thanksgiving. That was all of the great things that could possibly be rolled into one. Like when you didn't see it coming. When the teacher's like, I have a very important announcement to make. And then like the pizzas rolled in and like everyone got two slices of pepperoni. And there was like a whole pile of cheese. And there was like two veggies for some reason because they always had to think that people might want that. But no one ever did. The greatest thing that ever happened. Not even a great story. I just am remembering all of the times where we had surprise pizza parties. Probably happened like three or four times like throughout my elementary school career. And those were the greatest moments ever. We had a pizza party once. It was actually a, you know, it was based on a book we were reading. We had a party and it was like a feast more than it was pizza party. Pizza was the main event. But the name of the book, my teacher wrote on the, the chalkboard. And each time we were misbehaving as a class, he would cross off a letter. And if he got to the end of the word, we weren't going to get the party. And I'm sure all now looking back, there's no way he would have taken the party away from us. It was just a way where he would like stand there with his chalk near a letter. Like hover over it, like I'm everyone, gonna, I'll use it. And everyone just like gets quiet, you know? But like, what a method. And I'm yeah. sure there's some Instagram account somewhere where someone would say, he did trauma to those, you know, you still think <laughs> about it today. Like I, I see, I follow some of these like parenting Instagrams uh-huh. and they're like, never count. Never tell your kids, you know, Reagan, you have five seconds to get over here. One, like that does some kind of damage irreparably. Or oh something. yeah, apparently that like, you're not supposed to count. I'm a counter, by the way. I've never counted. My wife isn't bossy in this way, but she just told me one time she's like, "I'm never going to count." And so I was like, "Okay, I won't count either." But like, there, there's all these accounts that tell you what you should and shouldn't do, and I actually find myself sometimes like doing some of this, and I'm like, "This is so stupid." Like yesterday, I, I read one. Now I'm on a rabbit hole. Yeah, uh, I'm right there with what, you though. What was the thing I saw yesterday? Okay, here's what it was. Yesterday, I read something that was like, you shouldn't ask your kid to apologize. I do I do that every day. When the 33rd president of the United States mm-hmm. comes over and just headbutts the hell out of the 40th president of the United States for no reason, because he's just mad. You know, he's just like in a weird mood. So he just comes over and he just runs his head right into the bridge of her nose and she starts wailing, crying. I say, Truman, apologize to Reagan. Just like that. Truman, apologize. And he, he he's two, and he just doesn't. He's like, no. Yeah, he, he and I'm gives like, you the no. Say sorry. No. no. And then Reagan's like, I don't like Truman anymore. And you're oh, like, I get it. I don't like him. And I I'm get like, it. Truman, apologize. So I read this thing last night. It said, don't ask your kid to apologize. Instead, say this. Truman, I know that you can't find your apologizing voice right now, so daddy will do it for you. I'm not going to do that. That's not what I'm going to do. I'm going to say, Truman, apologize See, th- those until are the ones. he does it. And if he doesn't, I'll pick him up and I'll take him upstairs and I'll put him in his bed and I'll close the door and say, you want to apologize, you can come out. Now, my wife's like, he's two. He doesn't understand that. And that's fine. Eventually, he'll be three. Yeah. But like the, the thing is. Or he'll almost be five and still not get it, <laughs> right? apparently. But, but I, I just see some of these things and I'm like, no. Right. Genius who went to school for this, who knows more than me. I'm not going to do it that way. Yeah, here on the boots on the ground, not in your little classroom. (laughs) You know what I mean? In your little book that you read about the thing that time. Uh Uh-uh. Here, I count, and I take that. You shouldn't make him apologize. I'll ray guy that into the sun. No, apologize immediately. I mean, again, I told you a story the other day. This is true. 
my youngest was felt aggrieved by my oldest in some way. Maybe he was justified, maybe not. I don't know. But his his goal was to take my oldest son's headphones off and smash them. We can't allow that. That that's not Why okay. Not? You don't want him to smash. I them? don't want him to smash. I don't want to smash him. Don't smash him. Don't smash. So I'm like preventing it from happening, and then I eventually have to like just go put him in a, in like a uh, a wrestling hold until like you're ready to calm the hell down. I don't care about apologies at this point. If I let you go, are you going to go smash his headphones? Yes. Then I can't let you go. Right. I mean, you're telling me you're going to go commit the it's crime. Like it's it's you're, you're letting the guy out of, of prison for good behavior, and he's like, when I'm out of don't here, don't turn on the news tomorrow. <laughs> You'll see me. If you own a convenience store at 46th and N. What, you know, like, no, I can't do that. And now my wife's like, well, here's this thing on Instagram that time. And I'm like, yeah, but right here, look at what we're doing. Look, we got to deal with this. I went to dinner last night. Uh-huh. What do you think I ordered? I'm going to read the options to you. Ooh. So it was, it was restaurant week. So I got one out of each category. So I could either do a salad or an appetizer. Do you think I'm I, sure you did a salad, right? right. I know my, my co-host very well. You, you did a nappy, obviously. So two shares at the table because me and the wife both got one. Okay. I want you to name two of the things we got. Okay. Crispy Brussels. Everything pretzel, carrot dip, wings, mushroom bruschetta, fried cauliflower, thick cut fries, bacon wrapped dates, spinach and artichoke dip, and meatballs. So it's complicated now because I've actually heard four things that you might get. Initially, I thought I had the first two. You guys got crispy Brussels because you're trying to be healthy and that's something that you like. We got crispy Brussels because they're delicious. Yeah, That's why we got crispy Brussels. Here's the other one. You're a wings guy, but is she... Women love to do a thing where they order a salad, then they'll, can I also have some fries? They love to do that bit. I'm going to say you guys got wings. Danny! Yeah. Got both of them. Let's go. Nailed it. Okay, now for the mains. Yeah. We got two of these mains. For the John main. Spaghetti and meatball, rigatoni bolognese, penny aya vodka, steak and fries, grilled salmon, the rustico burger, Fried chicken sandwich. You, you shared? You got two dishes and shared? We did two. We went to Splitsville. You got steak and fries. We did not. <gasps> what? We did not. Don't. Oh, man, that hurts. Uh, who is Achilles? All right, let me see. Um, pasta bolognese. Very close. I almost went with rigatoni bolognese. Spaghetti meatballs? Penny aya vodka for your guy. I would never have guessed that. That well, was going to be my last thing that I would guess. Rustico burger. And the burger. We split those two. Damn it. Side of pizza, by the way. <laughs> side of pizza. It's the it's my greatest gift to the world. Yeah. Anything is a side dish, people, if you make it one. We just brought it home because uh, her brother was like watching the kids. Yeah. So we both ate one piece of pepperoni, a uh-huh. little piece of pizza, and then we just gave him the other six slices. That's so the right thing to do. That was the play. Side of pizza. Delicious. Restaurant week, man. Just doesn't get a whole lot better than that. I totally botched your John Mains. I like when it's staggered, though, when you do, like, the Alexandria, then Arlington, then D.C., then Fairfax, like, one week after another. How do people know when they are? Uh, I'm always amazed by it. I get alerts. You guys are in the know. I get text messages. The Pulsons are always plugged into that. The the Rue is right here in the dark. We rely on you, basically, to tell us when it is. You think it's easy to be fat? It's not. You got to work for it. You got to work at it. You got to really want it. Grant and Danny on the fan, the Beltway Blitz. Comes your way next. A chance for you to go to the D.C. Auto Show. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. 
Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.